We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. At that time, Jesus went up a hill to pray and spent the whole night there praying to God. When day came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he named apostles. All right, everyone, welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. If you're new here, I'm so glad you found this podcast, and uh, I'd love to have you follow the podcast, hit that subscribe button, and if you've been around a while and you're enjoying the podcast, I always forget to ask you to leave a five-star review. That really helps the algorithm and helps other people find the podcast. All right, so let's jump right in. Today's opening Bible verse is when Jesus goes off to pray by himself because he is preparing to make a big decision. And there are several times in the Bible where Jesus goes off alone to pray. And I always tell my mommy friends this, that, you know, there's certain things in the Bible where it's just pure instruction that tells us how to live. And then there's other parts in the Bible where it is meant for us to just look at the example that's being led for us. So on the seventh day, God rested. And in this Bible passage, Jesus went off alone to pray. And Jesus went off alone to pray several times in the Bible. And sometimes it was because he needed the strength, like when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was sad and he had lost his cousin, John the Baptist. And in this instance, in today's opening Bible passage, it was probably because he needed to really think because the next day he was going to choose his 12 disciples. So I want you to always remember that in the hustle and bustle of life, and as this top, uh, the title of this podcast episode, when the noise of life drowns out the voice of God, I want you to always remember that God is showing us by example that it is okay and not just okay, but it is necessary for us to take time away from the noise of life to go reconnect with him. Now today, I want to talk to you about two really special clients that I have worked with this past week. And the one is a mom and the other is her fourth grade daughter. And the mom is a teacher by trade, and I just really, really like this whole family, but I've grown especially close to the mother and the daughter. And the the mom is the kind of teacher that I wish I had had growing up, and you probably hope that your kids get in school. And because she's always reading, she's always up to date on what's the latest, like, support we can give a child and how to best nurture um, their education and support a child and their their complete well-being. And to be her daughter must be really amazing 
because she has such a great supportive mother. So anyway, I was working with this, the little girl to declutter her bedroom with the ultimate goal of creating a calm corner. And I had never heard of a calm corner before I started working with this family, but it's something that she, I don't, I don't know if the mom has one of these in her classroom or if it's something that she wants to have in her classroom or she's just heard about. I'm not really sure. I kind of forget. But um, you might know it because you're a teacher or your child has a calm corner in their classroom. Sometimes it's called a calm down corner. Um, but this family, we just called it a calm corner. So I was hired to help declutter the bedroom and then create this calm corner in her closet, actually. And that's what we did. And while I had never really heard of this, I actually remembered that I did this intuitively on my own when I was a little kid, because I clearly remember making a space in my own closet that was really comfortable where I could close the door and just be alone. And this space is not meant to be any kind of a punishment, okay? This is more because the child or we as the adult need to go and regulate our emotions or we just need to just quiet the noise of life, okay? So I'm going to give you um, some different tips for creating a calm corner for your child and also one for yourself and how we can try to regulate our emotions. I know this is not something that we were really taught. I don't know about you guys, but I was never taught how to regulate my emotions. I think I probably grew up with very bad habits. Um, my habits tend to be either to fight or to flight. So, and I'm in the current coaching program I'm, I'm in, I'm the participant in, she talks about our different energy levels and one being the lowest is the fight. And two being the next lowest is flight. And when I meet any sort of conflict I with my kids or my husband or something, I tend to, one, yell, which is not good. It's the lowest level of energy. Or two, flight. And that is just, I need to just walk away. But I think to, to flee the situation temporarily and just take a moment to go outside or go for a walk is a very adult decision to make, that you're you're making a conscious effort to remove yourself from a situation where you're getting too heated and just to go calm down. And if we can show this to our children, oh my gosh, how wonderful will the next generation of little mommies be? Because they'll know how to self-regulate and not escalate the, the energy in the home like maybe we're, we're doing currently. All right, so here's here are some, some ideas for how to create your own calm corner for your child. And then I'll go into some ideas for us as the adults. So the first thing that you probably want is to find a place in the home, okay? It could be um, behind a little bookshelf. You know, there's articles I read where they talked about having a separation from a bigger room with just like a bookcase or a smaller piece of furniture. If it's in a classroom, you might have something like that, like a, a bookcase to separate, but a little private area away from everyone else. This child that I worked with, it was going to be in her bedroom closet. So that was perfect. And she just, she can close the door and she could have maybe a little flashlight in there or she could leave the door open and let the, the sunshine in or let the light from her bedroom in. Whatever is right for your child. And I would let your child design this with you. And that was the really fun part was we decluttered her whole closet and... um 
she was able to put back into the closet the things that she really loved and that made her feel cozy and safe. And I can't wait to hear back from the family to see how it's going after, you know, maybe in a week or so, she'll check back in and tell me how it's going. So anyway, on the floor of the closet, we just laid, um, she had a sit upon from um, a project that she had done and some blankets and some, and the blankets had different textures. One of them was a homemade one that's a little bit rougher, you know, and then others were really soft. And then she had her squishmills. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but you know, those like rounder kind of um, stuffed animals that kids have nowadays. There's bigger ones that they sell at Costco, but squishmallow, is that how you say it? I don't know. But she had a few of those kind of lining the corner in the closet. So it made it like a nice, really comfy place. And then we hung some, she had a stuffed animal kind of thing that was a, um, a jellyfish and it kind of like dangled down. So we hung that from the shelf above her. So it, and then she had a dream catcher that she wanted to hang. Um, and then, so kind of think of the senses. Okay. So you have your soft things that you're going to touch. You have beautiful things that visually you can focus on or kind of settle your mind. So we didn't do this, but you might want to do this for your own child is maybe pictures of nature. Or if it's for a classroom, there's tons of stuff on Amazon where you can order um, maybe like eight and a half by 11 size posters that would Um, also give some instruction for a child for what to do in a calm corner. It might be that they're tracing um, a maze with their finger. It might be that they're learning how to do breath work. And if you've ever seen those collapsible balls, it kind of looks like it's made out of connects, but it gets really big and then you can squish it down to really small. That's, I was reading that that's a really good way to teach a child how to breathe and really expand their lungs with that ball and then exhale and make their lungs um, deflate like you do with the ball. Um, Because I think breathing is a good part of it. With your ears, perhaps you want to have noise-canceling headphones in there or perhaps you want to have headphones that have calm music that the child can listen to. Think about the smells. So maybe you have a little sachet of lavender that and lavender is supposed to be calming or maybe you have a diffuser with some essential oils in there that's a calming scent for your child or maybe you just um have some room spray that you spray in there that kind of gives it a thing i don't i don't want to recommend a candle for a child but um something that would kind of give that nice scent inside their little closet or their little corner um, they might want to have a coloring book. This little girl had a, a coloring book that was specifically for calming and just kind of, I want to say prayerful contemplation, you know, just kind of, um, that sort of a coloring book and they make them for adults as well. She also had a little basket of fidgets. So there was one thing that was, um, there was like a ball inside of this mesh container and you could just fidget with that. You could do, um, oh, what is this stuff? I can't stand in my house, but kids love it. It's slime. Like you could do a slime. You could do Play-Doh. You could do um, anything like that, that the child could touch and play with. You know, maybe they like something that's a little bit more rough, like a Lego or a hairbrush. You know, maybe they want to 
to rub a hairbrush on their arms or something like that to just kind of, um, I know even for my husband, he loves when I just gently kind of scratch his arms. He's like, I could pay you to just do this all day. That, that instantly calms my husband down to just have me just like gently scratching his arm. (laughs) I don't know why. And my kids always liked that too when they were babies. So just something like that. Um, and I think, okay, I think that hits all the things I wanted to talk to you about a child's calm corner. Um, now for us, okay. Again, and when you, when you think about this, you would never think, oh gosh, a calm corner for myself, that's a punishment. Heck no. We are probably like running to get to a calm corner. There's even a bottle of wine called mommy's time out or something like that. I mean, we do need our time alone. You need to recharge. You need to, just like Jesus, sometimes you need to go and grieve. Sometimes you need to go and just pray for the strength to get through whatever you're called to do next. Sometimes you just need to get away from the crowds that are all on the shore and you need to go off into the, onto the lake. Remember when he, he went into the boat because the, all the people after the fish and loaves miracle were just crowding on the shore. And he's like, I got to get out of here. You know, this is all for us to meditate on and contemplate because he's showing us this is what you're going to come across in life. And 2000 years later, nothing has changed. We still need a break from all the people. We still need a break from all the noise and the clamoring and people asking us for things. I mean, imagine how many people are just begging Jesus for for favors and prayers and healing, you know, like I'm sure not not every single day is recorded in the Bible. So, I mean, imagine how much pressure he was under everywhere he went. So he was showing us that, yes, you will have obstacles in life, but these are some ways that we can um, get through that time. So again, same thing for us. Find a quiet place in your home. I know for me, I have a few different places in my house. And one of them is my sunroom. And I love that it's kind of more of a cocoon feeling. I have a lot of plants in there that kind of hang down. I have a lot of books. I have my art. I have comfy chairs. um, And I can see out into nature. So it's a little bit more full. Um, I don't want to say cluttered, but it definitely has a lot of things for me to look at. You know, a lot. I love my books. All my decorating books are in there. And then I have another place up in my bedroom. And my bedroom is very minimal compared to the rest of my house. I have a few pieces of art, but I don't really have anything on our nightstands other than the lamps. Um, yeah, nothing really on the nightstands. And it's just very simple. We have two chairs. And I really do love sometimes just being in a place where, where my eyes can rest and I'm not constantly looking at stuff or clutter. And, you know, it is, it's clutter really does so much to our body and our mind. And I'm not a doctor to really get into all of that, but I just know it when I feel it. And I think ever since I was a little kid, decluttering has been my way to kind of calm myself down. Like I always just needed my room to be orderly and calm. And I always had my dollhouse in my bedroom, which was orderly and calm and beautiful to me. And then I had my closet where I would just really like have blankets and pillows just piled in there where I could go and just kind of really retreat from the rest of the family. All right. So same thing for you. You want to find a comfy chair. 
maybe a soft blanket, maybe a weighted blanket. Also, a weighted blanket for a child, too. My daughter asked for a weighted blanket for Christmas, and I'll tell you, it's really, if you haven't tried one, I didn't, I didn't believe the hype until we bought one, and I really enjoy it, and I'm going to forget because I didn't expect to talk about this, but there's some percentage of your body weight that you're supposed to have of the weighted blanket. So you don't want to get one that's super heavy for a child. It should be just like a, a fraction of their body weight. Um, for us, we can do the candles if you're going to you know, be safe with it, have a diffuser. One of the things I've done recently in my house, um, I love candles but I tend not to burn them. Like I love the idea of a house that has candles burning, but realistically I'm in and out of my house so many times in the day that I get to worry that I'm going to leave a candle burning. So in the past few months, I have gone to Home Goods and I've purchased those diffusers where it's a bottle with the, the essential oil in there and then it has the sticks that come out and then it kind of diffuses that scent throughout the room. And I've bought a few different ones so that we have different scents throughout the house. You know, down in my laundry room, I have a lemon one, so it smells kind of fresh and citrusy. And then in the guest room, I put one that's lavender, so it's calming. And in our living room, I have another one that's kind of like a little bit more masculine scent with some saddlewood or something like that. Um, And I really do love it when I come down the stairs in the morning and I get that waft of that sandalwood or saddlewood. I'm not sure what it's called. But I really am really enjoying the diffusers. So again, for us, you can do the noise-canceling headphones or you can do headphones that play music. One of the things, and it's funny because I always have loved praying the rosary, but it wasn't until I was talking to my therapist one time and she was talking about sensory um, items. And she said, you know, your rosary beads are a sensory item. And I thought, that's really cool you know, walking barefoot in the grass, walking over little stones. Um, I have a whole other story about Germany that we experienced. It was incredible. But just really simple stuff like grounding yourself, just taking a walk barefoot outside. But you can run your rosary. You know, as you pray the rosary, it's just going through your fingers um, in a very steady pace. You know, you, you fall into your pace of your Hail Marys. And it's just very soothing. And I think especially when you pray the rosary in a group, you can feel the vibration of the responses in your chest. And I just find that very, very soothing to me. The other thing, um, you want to have something there that's going to remind you to breathe. You know, just like how I had the, the example of the ball that expanded and contracted for a child. Maybe you have fresh flowers. And when you sit down in your calm corner, maybe you're your reminder is that you see the fresh flowers and you just put your face in there and you just take a really good deep breath, maybe a couple of deep breaths, inhale and exhale, and just kind of get yourself calmed down. Um, If you have, I know for me, I love to look at images of the Blessed Mother. I have all different images of her in my house, statues and Um, icons, some of them with Jesus, some of them not with Jesus. Some of them, I have the one that's Madonna of the kitchen and it's with the Blessed Mother and she's got a loaf of fresh baked bread in her hands and maybe a, a toddler aged Jesus at her knee. And it just reminds me that she really wasn't that different from us. And she probably used all these same techniques to 
be a mom, you know? This stuff is timeless. And um, maybe she was making sourdough bread, <laughs> like how everyone started doing that during the pandemic. Maybe that's what she was doing back in the day. So just kind of give yourself something visually beautiful to look at, whether it be a religious statue or maybe a piece of religious art or just a maybe a, a picture of your family from a nice hike or um, a happy time, maybe a picture of your baby when they're sleeping. You know, remember when you first had your kids and you couldn't wait for them to go to bed and take a nap, but then when they took a nap, all you did was look through pictures of them. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, here's my time to get stuff done. And I'm looking at the kid that, you know, I couldn't wait for to go to, to take a nap. But anyway, maybe pictures of a sleeping child, um, you know, but also always have your Bible or devotions. And like, this can just be where you, you do your daily devotions. You do your Bible reading in the morning. When my friend Tina was on the podcast that one time, she was talking about her book on meditations. She talked a lot about setting up the place in your home where you're going to sit down in the morning and do your meditations. I think it's really important that you have a place like a calm corner that your body and your mind associate with. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to greet my day with God first. All right. And the other last suggestion I had, um, I had come across when I was researching this episode today was not in your house, but again, outside walking in nature barefoot and also going on a swing. If you're, if you still have a swing set, if your kids are still of the age where you have a swing set, there is something that I just love about swinging. And when I'm in a bad mood, Sometimes I'll just go out there and I will swing as high as I can swing as fast as I can get there. So I'll just be like, how fast can I get? Super, super high. And then there's other times where I just sit and I put my head against the chain and I just let myself sway as I just calm down a little bit or just need a breather from the family. So I hope you enjoyed this episode today and I hope it inspired you to either create your own calm corner or find a place in your home that you already have that you could devote to a calm corner um, just by maybe adding a few little elements. But I think the number one thing always, you guys, is declutter, declutter, declutter. A calm space, a decluttered space is always going to be good for your, your mind and your soul. And then, of course, just like Jesus gave us the example, pray, pray, pray. Go out and pray. All right. Have a great day. I'll see you Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. Take care.